Hello everybody, this is Zahra Jafari and you're listening to Edificast, a podcast tuned to your needs. We're here to help you achieve your goals through personal development schemes. Listen to this episode to get one step closer to making your dreams come true. I've read a quote saying the key to success is to focus on your goals, not obstacles. But sometimes our goals can be the most destructive obstacles in our way because we don't know what a true goal looks like. So be with us and listen to this episode to figure out the features of a real goal. As humans, and in order to be able to keep on living and bear all the sufferings that may cross our path, we have to search for a purpose and create a life of meaning. This meaning comes down to our dreams, our wishes, and most importantly, our goals in life. Imagine you're on an airplane with a dandelion in your hand. What would happen if you released a dandelion from up there in the air? In which direction would it fly? Where would it land? You would probably have no idea. Neither would you know if it was going to land safely or on water or even in a fire. This is an example of how an aimless person would act like in real life. Whether we're going to live a meaningful life or an aimless one heavily depends on whether we know the meaning of and the difference between three basic notions wish, dream, and goal. While wishes and dreams have close meanings, a wish is the desire and hope we have to own something or for something to happen. Wishes are mostly out of reach, but they refer to a near future and are seldom very significant or fundamental. A dream, on the other hand, often aims for a deeper and more fundamental change in a distant future or maybe our whole future. It's great to have wishes and dreams. In fact, it's necessary. But it's only when wishes and dreams turn to goals that we can count them as healthy behavior. Otherwise, nurturing them with no goals in mind is extremely destructive and harmful. Also, the answer to why a lot of our wishes and dreams don't come true lies in the same fact that we don't turn our wishes and dreams into goals and we don't have any plans to make them come true. What you will learn next is one of the techniques used to turn wishes and dreams into goals and practical plans. While the technique is called S-M-A-R-T and is indeed a smart one, each letter stands for a word, representing a part of a solution. Suppose you want to lose some weight. If how you imagine it in your mind is like, I want to lose weight, then what you are thinking of is actually your wish and not a goal. So here's how you could turn that wish into a practical goal using a smart technique. Starting with the first letter, S stands for the word specific. The meaning is probably clear enough, but as we're not going to leave you with just the words behind the technique, let's go on to say that specific here means a goal should not be a general description of what you want. Specify your goal with as much detail as needed to have a better picture of what you are going to achieve in your mind. The clearer the picture, the easier for you to achieve it. So instead of saying, I want to lose weight, it's better to say, I want to lose 5 kilograms. The second letter, M, stands for measurable, which is what your goal must also be. This means you should be able to measure the level of your progress and how close you've become to success at any time. In our case, 
you can weigh yourself to find out how much weight you've lost and how much you have left to lose. Moving on the next letter, A stands for attainable, meaning the goal must be reachable and realistic. Also, you should be able to accomplish your goal in a certain amount of time. For example, you cannot have the goal to lose 10 kilograms of weight in 5 days. Clearly because you don't either have the ability to do it in any reasonable way. After that comes the letter R, which stands for relevant. And what it means is that your goal should align with your long-term wishes and also your values. You can't set your goal as eating too much and wish to be in shape and healthy at the same time. The letter T coming in the last place and stands for time-based. You haven't probably guessed before, but yes, a valid goal is a time-based one. Goals should have a certain time frame, which helps with several factors. The most important ones of which can be motivating you to try harder and wasting less time with decision-making and such time-consuming stages. So in the case of losing some weight, the goal would be something like losing 5 kilograms of weight in one month. This is how a smart technique helps you set yourself a valid goal that is clear enough to work towards and practical enough to help you make your dreams come true. In addition to your wishes and dreams, one other matter is important enough to have a direct effect on how you decide your goals, and that's your needs. In fact, needs and goals both drive each other to a point. Needs are most importantly taken into consideration when prioritizing your goals, helping you decide which goals are more vital at the moment and which ones are less so. William Glasser, the American psychiatrist, believes that all we do is behave. Every behavior is pointed towards a goal and every goal is there to fulfill a need of ours. He goes on to mention five different areas covering all human needs. Survival, love, freedom, power, and fun. As a result, every goal we set in our life is definitely in one of these five areas. Interesting, right? Now the question is, how can your needs help you define and reach your goals? Here's an example to make sure the matter is well understood. Suppose you're in a condition in which your survival needs are the most important ones. You'd probably be a person who is most concerned about their health, so stepping out of your safe zone will have no other results than making you feel more scared or even nervous. Now, as a person with high survival needs, how probable is for you to set yourself a goal of rock climbing, putting you in a great risk and challenging your health? As you can see, this goal can't match your needs and doesn't even align with them. On the other hand, deciding to go on a safe trip would be a more logical goal for you, now wouldn't it? While you've learned enough about goals and how you can turn your wishes, dreams or needs into goals, we haven't talked much about the meaning and purpose of life. There could be a lot of concepts to talk about in this matter, but one of the most interesting ones would definitely be a Japanese concept called the Ikigai. According to Japanese tradition, we all have an ikigai, or simply put, a path to life fulfillment. While ikigai literally translates to reason for being, it isn't just another manual guide for happiness. 
The ultimate purpose of Ikigai is more complicated than just a feeling of self-satisfaction. It's all about following a routine that leads to fulfillment. Practicing Ikigai needs you to determine your particular life purpose and realize your greatest potential. The goal is to find out how you can contribute the most to the world, what you're really good at, and what you enjoy doing. Also, according to psychologists, if you can discover your Ikigai, everything will be considerably simpler since you will be in tune with your skills. In fact, those who are actively looking for their own Ikigai have higher self-esteem and a sense of justification for their being in the world. Nowadays, most people find themselves having to pull themselves out of bed and into work every morning. The sensations of derived enthusiasm and passion seem to have faded into the background. It can often be difficult to reignite this spark, to rekindle the sense of engagement that formerly existed. What makes the situation worse is that according to motivational studies, extrinsic motivation is said to be impossible to achieve in the workplace, which means people cannot be motivated to do something if they're not already excited about it. All this and a lot more leave people with no external source for motivation. People in Japanese philosophy, however, are encouraged to discover their ikigai intrinsically, that is, on a personal level. If you think back, you probably remember having a natural inclination towards something as a child. When you reached adulthood, however, socioeconomic considerations, such as what others were doing, what your parents thought you should be doing, and what type of income you thought you required to maintain certain standards of life, influence your natural orientation. As you can see, it may not always be so simple to recognize your strengths when you're engulfed in the blur of your daily life. What you can do to help yourself rediscover your natural inclination, often known as Ikigai, is to ask yourself some questions. 1. What is the nature of my element? Is it easier for you to identify as an extrovert or as an introvert? Do you prefer to participate in activities in groups or on your own? It's a mix sometimes, so make a list of the kind of company you prefer in various settings. 2. What activities do I find myself participating in the most? When does your time seem to fly by? What is something you can do for hours on end? This is an activity in which you will be completely immersed and will not be thinking about doing anything else. 3. What do you find simple to do? Is there anything you do very easily that other people appear to be struggling with? Some people excel in organizing documents in a logical manner, while others excel at comprehending others' points of view. 4. What activity did you enjoy doing the most when you were a kid? This question also aids in the formation of your ikigai. Was it an intrapersonal activity or an interpersonal one? Did it depend mostly on your logical awareness or was it highly involved with your physical talents? Or perhaps it could be a linguistic activity or rather a visual or spatial activity that you excel at. These questions help you find your own ikigai in an easier and more precise way. 
What's more interesting even is that you can also think of the Ikigai as a way of planning for your life. If you want to practice the Ikigai as a planning method, here's how to do it. First, bring a piece of paper and draw four circles on it. Be careful, draw them in a way that they all share a common part, two by two and all four together as well. Now, jot down what you love in the first circle. The second circle is for what the world needs. The next one is for what you'll get paid for. And the last one is for what you're good at. Write down your qualifications in each of the related circles. The circles have some shared parts too. For example, the shared items between the what you love circle and the what the world needs circle is your mission. What the world needs circle and what you'll be paid for circle result in your profession. What you're good at and what you'll be paid for result in your vocation. What you love circle and what you're good at circle come together and result in your passion. And finally, the one commonality between all these circles is your ikigai. Living a life with no valuable purpose is no more than wasting decades of time. A life purpose, as mentioned before, is not just living a happy life. It's to realize your full potential and contribute the most to the world. Discovering what you have the talent to do, while also having the motivation to enjoy doing it, is just the beginning. You have to align your talents and skills with your biggest wishes and dreams by setting yourself a number of ambitious yet explicit goals. In the end, what remains is to walk the path you've set yourself on, and this time with all the motivation in the world, this path leads to nothing but awesomeness. As Steve Jobs says, we are here to put a dent in the universe, otherwise why else even be here? We are here to be effective and learn how to put a dent in the universe. This was the Edificast pod. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Edificast. Remember that the goal is not to be perfect by the end. The goal is to be better today. If you want to help us purchase Mukwa 5 podcast for you, please don't forget to follow us on Instagram and YouTube. Leave a comment there and tell us about your perspective on each and every episode so we can together put a dent in the universe. Take care of yourself and bye for now.